Ecuador is a small country, but it's, it's amazing how in, in such a small place you can find different types of, of geography. You can summit 6,000 meter peaks and go back in the capital city for dinner. From Quito, you are four hours away from the beach, four hours away from the, the Amazon, two hours away from the best mountains for mountaineering. Episode 35, Catalina Oteneda, Ecuador's Minister of Sports. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Welcome to a very special edition of the Adventure Sports Podcast. We have a special guest today. She is Catalina Oteneda, and she is the Minister of Sports for Ecuador. Catalina, welcome. Thank you very much. So you have a background in adventure sports to an extent. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your connection to adventure sports? Sure. Um, since I was little, I would go out... Uh, with my family to trails to do some hiking and a little bit of, of biking and I never saw that as an as a sport uh, I started doing sports um, on regular regular sports like soccer or basketball or athletics and then I I started uh, I, I would always go on trips uh, out to the middle of nowhere in Ecuador with my family or with my friends. And I did sports on the side. So those were my two big passions, like go out and get to know some new place and some new, new community in the middle of, of nowhere in, in Ecuador. And my other passion was to do sports. And while uh, I got older and older, uh, I realized that I didn't have as much time I did have when I was younger. So I started going out on trips and doing sports at the same time. And I, and it was like, probably for you, it's something so normal, but for me, it was like a, like I discovered something new and, and I realized that I could, uh, I, so I stopped uh, training soccer or basketball or athletics. And then I started just doing adventure sports because it was one thing and not two. Like I could go out doing sports and be in the middle of nowhere in Ecuador and getting to know new communities and new people. Yeah, it's a fantastic way to uh, discover your own country that way too. Yes, it is. What were some of your favorites as a child? My favorites as a child, I would go to the rainforest, especially to the rainforest. That was my my main place. I would go there probably two times a month uh, with my dad and just walk on the trails and swim in the rivers uh, and get dirty in the mud. It was really fun. <laughs> That's great. 
So Ecuador is a very diverse country as far as the, the ecosystem and the climates. I mean, you guys have oceanfront, you have the Amazon jungle, uh, you even have the Andes and the Galapagos Islands. I mean, you have a very uh, a diverse country for adventure sports. Um, what are the some of the, the, uh, the most popular sports that people might come down there to visit? Mm, we have... Uh, we have world-class whitewater, uh, whitewater activities uh, that mo are mostly practiced by international people. That's that's something that we have to work a lot on, so that people, Ecuadorians, know the paradise that we have among whitewater world-class uh, scenarios. Um, another another great. Uh, natural spot that we have that we can use as, as a high level uh, training uh, pathway towards going to, to other mountains like Himalayas or some or, or others are the uh, on the Andean part we have all the volcanoes which are 5,000 meters and above uh, it's Cayambe, Cotopaxi, Chimborazo so all those mountains that people will mountaineers will come here to to, to get to know. That's that's another activity uh, really well recognized internationally. Uh, we have also the Ministry of, of Tourism and the Ministry of Sports have been investing in the past few years uh, a lot of a lot of resources uh, in developing um, rock climbing routes. So now we have like 500 new routes and and, and and again, uh, most Ecuadorians not not even know about it. Like there, there's a there's a community, a rock a climbers community here, but it's not as big as it should be. And most of of what it what we have here, it's being used by international uh, guests, which is great, and that's what we want. But we should also be good hosts and be and be. Um, uh, involved in this kind of, of activity, so that, that's what we are from the Ministry of Sports. That's what what that is one of our main purposes right now. Okay, so about the position of Minister of Sports, uh, that's a position um, that you were appointed to by President Rafael Correa. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that position and the tasks and the goals that you have for it? Yes, well, um, I, I can I can talk a lot about uh, about this, uh, but I will tell you a little bit of how I got here, so that you can uh, we can relate it to 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 the objectives of, of the, the ministry right now, right? Okay. Um, I had studied economics and then and I have an MBA, which a lot of people have, so that's not doesn't make any difference. But last year, I went to Canada, uh, to Thompson Rivers University, which has a, a, a diplomate and a certificate degree among uh, adventure sports. So I went to study the, this uh, in Canada, which a lot of people were telling me, you are completely crazy. This is going to be a black hole in your resume. And whenever you come back to Ecuador, nobody's going to hire you <laughs> because it's it's something that you 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 cannot sell uh, easily. Like economics, yes, MBA, yes, but a, a certificate on adventure sports is 
uh, won't give you any job. So, so it was like kind of my sabbatical year, and I said, well, I don't care. <laughs> I really, my one of my big passions right now and always has been sports and now adventure sports. So, I want to learn about that, and that's going to be my hobby all my life, and that's something really important. So, I will go. Among other reasons, right? I was I was uh, re doing some re-engineering inside myself, and so that was a, a really good tool for that too. So I came back from this um, from the certificate program, and I started looking for a job. And I and I have been working all uh, my since I graduated from college, which was in 2001. I have been working on uh, entrepreneurship programs. Uh, so that's what what I know the most: how to promote and uh, different ideas, uh, and how to help entrepreneurs uh, build their companies and start their companies. So I started working for a university in a little town south of Ecuador, and then I got the call from from the the minister, from from the presidency and all this uh, team of people. And I began thinking about this, and I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Uh, should I be doing this or not? <laughs> because it was a really big responsibility, right? So anyways, I got here, and probably uh, three, three weeks after, I was already in the job. Um, we got a, an email from the uh, president's office, uh, which was... Uh, well, before that, I have to explain you something. There's a thing here called uh, presidential uh, mandates, which uh, you have to do. Okay, so if the pres president office tells the Ministry of Transportation, if they, to build this road from this city to this city is a presidential mandate, uh, that's something that you have to do above anything else. Like any other responsibility is... Less important than that. So it is and the priority. It, it's a priority, and if you don't do it, then uh, the person that was in charge has to leave, <laughs> or you have to leave. So it, <laughs> it's a really important thing. So we have uh, the Ministry of Sports has had, had, a, had 19 uh, presidential mandates till then. So we were working on that, among other things that we were working on, those those presidential mandates were before I got here. So we, we, we got an email three weeks. Well, I was telling you, we were already three weeks here and we got an email and the person that was reading the email said, Oh my God, we have another presidential mandate that we have to, we have to commit to fulfill that. Right. And then she read it and out, out, out loud. And we were in the, in the middle of the meeting and she said, uh, the, the the presidential mandate is to convert Ecuador in a main adventure destination for the world. So that's a big Ecuador, ask. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's very ambitious, I know. But the thing is, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we have another presidential com uh, mandate. We have to work on it, and it's going to be tough to work on." On it, right? Because all of the president, presidential mandates are are really hard work. And some some of them are amazing. 
Some of them you don't like to do. Sure, <laughs> and, of course. But this one for me, everybody was like, no, we have to work on another one. And I was just jumping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it was, it was like, a, I don't know, candy for a kid. Oh, that's uh, great. So, so yeah, so uh, that's right now, that's one of our biggest objectives for this administration. So answering to your question, uh, one of our biggest uh, objectives is to to um, try to convert uh, Ecuador as a place where everybody sees they want to come to do adventure sports. And not only internationally, but also locally. Uh, as, I, as I've been telling you, um, we as Ecuadorians are not that familiar with what we can do uh, among adventure activities. Uh, most of the people see them as something very far away from them. Uh, they see them as something that are really extreme and, and then you, cannot, you, you need a lot of abilities and a lot of equipment to make them happen. So we are, right now we have this um, program which is called Ecuador, your uh, adventure playground. Ecuador is your adventure playground. So that uh, every citizen in Ecuador knows that we have mountains, we have rivers, we have uh, the ocean, we have so many places that you could just go and paddle or go swimming or go walking or running or, I don't know, trail running or uh, do mountain biking, road biking. And, and those are places, we have such a beautiful infrastructure, which doesn't have to be the soccer field uh, or the Coliseum. And we don't, I don't, uh, I don't think we realize that. I don't think we realize that we can do activities, we can do a, a, a physical activity in all this infrastructure natural infrastructure that's all around right well i think that's a really good point i mean you guys have a, a huge soccer following or football as you guys would call it and you know so you have a lot of people um you know not only taking part in soccer but watching soccer and to to bring adventure sports to the community and, and let them know that they can get out and experience their country with an adventure sport, may it be just simply hiking or mountain biking all the way up through mountain climbing. Um, and they can gain that, that feeling of confidence and, and that love for their country by being out in. And I think it's, uh, what a great idea for you guys to, uh, sponsor that and promote it and make sure that your community also sees that and not just work on bringing the international community in, although that's important, but you need to have that foundation of it as well. I think that's fantastic that you guys are doing that. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I think so too. I think we have, um, a lot of work to do, uh, a lot of nice work to do. So that's what keeps us motivated to, to work every day for that. So you have experienced adventure sports as a child and you visited the United States and Canada and you, you already described some of the, uh, the sports that you tried up there. Um, what about a time when when things weren't weren't quite right in the adventure sport you tried, maybe a little scary. <laughs> uh, 
Um, when I first got to Canada, we had a list of many activities that we could choose to be uh, to learn, right? So it was like uh, like going. It's like uh, how it works. You go to the university, you choose a, a couple of indoor cla classroom uh, classes. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, marketing around the adventure industry or legal uh, stuff, risk management or expedition planning or a lot of different uh, uh, classroom sure. activities. And then you have the other classes, which are, you can choose skiing, uh, mountaineering, uh, whitewater kayaking, sea kayaking, rock climbing, among a lot, a lot of other activities. So when I just got there, I said to myself, eh, if there's one activity that I'm not going to do, is rock climbing. <laughs> I, I, I had tried uh, a couple of times here in Ecuador to do rock climbing, and I went, to, I went up a little tiny uh, wall, and I was really afraid. And when I got there, I said, "I'm not going. I'm not going coming back. I'm not coming down." So it took me hours to 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 get that fright, that that fear away from myself, and then come down. And I said, "Well, this is probably not for me. There's a lot of other activities I can do then, and I don't have to do this." <laughs> so then, uh, while I was in Canada, a couple of friends said, "Let's go ice climbing," and I said, "Well, I'm not going." to go ice climbing, but I'm going to go with them. I thought it was fun. I had never seen anybody ice climbing. Uh, I had never seen, I had seen snow here, but up on the high peaks. So I have been, I had been in snow, but I had never lived around snow. Right. Uh, so I had never lived around ice either, or uh, all these activities that, uh, these winter activities, which I love. So I said, okay, I'm going to see how this ice climbing thing is. And I went with a couple of friends. We got there to this huge wall, uh, this water, this frozen waterfall. And, and they, they started uh, climbing uh, using their ice axes and their crampons and their boots and everything was freezing. And, and I really, I was really enjoying seeing them doing this. And then uh, another girl that went with us, she start, She said, okay, let, let me try. They, the guys convinced her to try, so she tried. And then uh, I said, well, why not? I'm here. I'm not going to be in Canada again, so I'm going to try. And you can't be the only one left out, right? <laughs> yeah. So I tried to go uh, ice climbing, and I, I climbed uh, just a couple of, of meters, not that much, more than what I had climbed before the, in, in that rock climbing uh, experience that I had here. Anyways, I did that. And after that, I began, since it was winter, I came, we came back and, and these guys were, let's go to the gym, to the climbing gym. It's fun. You're going to have fun. If you like ice climbing, probably you're going to like this. And I was in my head, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it, but yeah, that will go. I'll try. I like to try everything that is around me when I am in a place that I won't be again. So I did go to the gym and I started uh, doing some indoors climbing and I started liking that. And at the end, I decided to take the rock climbing class when winter was over. So we spent a week in Skaja, which is, I don't know if you've heard about it, but in, in British Columbia, north uh, of Vancouver. 
And so we spent a week there climbing from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I learned a lot of stuff. I was not the best student, probably the the the, the worst. <laughs> but for my boundaries, I did a lot more than what I, I thought I would ever be doing. So I climbed like huge walls for my for my standards, huge walls, and I did. Uh, it was. Um, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that. Uh, not not physically, not only physically, not only as an as an as an athlete, but I learned a lot uh, about that. Um, even for my professional life. And after that, I was talking to the instructors and I was uh, telling them, it's amazing how if you embrace what you fear, you can you can get over it. And and that has been a lesson until now. Like every time here in the ministry that I am working on something and I feel uh, I'm afraid of doing it and I am afraid of approaching something, uh, I say, well, I have to breathe deeply, just like in the front of, in, in standing there in front of the of the wall, uh, try to embrace the fear and give a little tiny step forward. And most of the times it works. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I fail here in the ministry also. I fail like I did in the wall, but it's amazing all, everything, everything I learned from that. So that was an amazing experience. And I think it, it taught me uh, for life, something for life. Well, that's very well put. I think, you know, adventure, adventure sports allow us to push ourselves beyond our boundaries. They allow us to get over our fears. And if we don't challenge our fears and, and, and push beyond those boundaries, we don't know how to deal with them in real life. So I'm glad you brought up, you know, failures and whatnot. We all fail, but we have to fail to learn how to get past that and how to deal with it and learn from it and approach it from another angle the next time. So I'm glad that you brought that up. You make some really good points about that and I appreciate that. The 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to bulky and fragile gas burning camp stoves. The 180 Flame utilizes fewer parts with minimal weight and maximized reliability. The locking tab and slot design means there are no hinges, welds, or rivets to fail you in the field. Cook your food and boil water quickly using only small amounts of natural fuels including twigs, grass, pine cones, and leaves. Weighing just 6.4 ounces, the 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to a backpacking stove. You can find your new Flame at 180TAC.com or a retailer near you. 180 Flame. Think big, pack small. Have you ever wished that things were just the way you wanted them to be? How about if you had the chance to tell a whole nation how to run things? Well, now you can. The Ultimate Adventure Sports Initiative is eager to receive your ideas, projects, and dreams to help turn the nation of Ecuador into the Ultimate Adventure Sports Experience. Visit UltimateAdventureSports.com and let the world know what you think. That's UltimateAdventureSports.com. You can also visit them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash UltimateAdventureSports. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Will you help us spread the word about the show? First, tell your friends to give us a listen. You can also help us out by taking a minute and going into iTunes to subscribe, then rate and leave us a review. Thanks for being a part of our show.
So you had an experience where you were running um, uh, a race, and I, I'm not sure how to pronounce the, the race, but... Guayratinti. Okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a, a neat story about something you learned from from running that race and having to, to take a break. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, last year, uh, we were, Ecuador was the, the hosted the world adventure race championship here. And uh, so, and, and then like the name, it's but actually what it was the, the world's uh, championship adventure race. Um, I had never, I had a, all my life I had been thinking it would be so much fun to to represent Ecuador in, in some world championship in any sport. And I had the opportunity since I was living in Canada and learning all these different activities and, and having uh, time to, to train a lot. And I had the opportunity to be, to, to participate in this, in this race, in, the, in this race. So um, we had been training for a year. We were a team of four. And during the, the race that, that was the qualifiers for that race, uh, which was before that, uh, I have been very focused. I was afraid of doing something that I had never done. So I was very focused, eating every half an hour, uh, taking care of myself, taking care of what I felt uh, when, whenever I felt something was hurting. Um, and that and that took me to the to the finish line in a great shape. I was really tired, exhausted, but I was I was feeling good and strong, right? Uh, when we got to the to this other race, um, I think uh, I didn't focus that much like I did on the race before. And that was a, uh, that was really hard to learn actually, because I was, I was focused on, on, on a, a teammate's um, attitude and, and, and weaknesses. Uh, at the end, he couldn't keep, keep on going uh, because of, Many reasons, uh, probably the weather or the mud or the, or not, not being able to eat or many reasons. Um, and I, I was focused on that instead of being focused on, on my performance. And that, uh, took me to, to feel really weak and to, at, at some point of the race, I was, I was completely exhausted and I was thinking of quitting. Uh, and then we had to, uh, retire for a couple of days and then we came back. So those couple of days that I, I was, that, that we were sitting <laughs> until we could uh, come back to the race uh, because it was an eight day, eight day race. Um, we were already out of the race, of course, but we wanted to, to, I don't know how the, the word that whenever you come back to, to you, you, you don't finish it uh, completely, but you finish most of that of it, and you get to the finish line, right? Right, right. You're out of the start of the of the ranking, but you can still be there. You're still completing it for yourself, at least. <laughs> yes, and so it was it was hard to to 
uh, interiorized that uh, it's not anybody's fault. When 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 I when you I feel weak, it's because I was not not focused on what I had to be focused, and I was instead of being focused on what I had to do, I was focused on trying to blame somebody else of what their performance was, and so that was a huge um, a, a huge uh, lesson lesson for me. And after that, we got to the finish line, and it was great. Uh, but I am really glad that we had those couple of days so that I, I could have the time to think and, and, and assume my responsibility instead of saying, oh, yeah, we, we got to the finish line even without this person. And that's okay uh, because you feel great. And I think we need to have a space to celebrate also. Uh, but, but I am so glad that I had those two days to also uh, assume my responsibility among my weaknesses and my and, and the things that I did wrong so that's that's kind of the, the story and I and I bring it and I bring that to everything because it's a we a lot of times we we have three options options we have the option of uh, assuming responsibility we have the option of blaming somebody else and we have the option of a Doing do whatever we're doing wrong, do it better, and then celebrate, and that will clean up the dirty stuff. But I think there is a we have to have this previous step of assuming responsibility, and then you can clean the dirty stuff, and then you can celebrate. But if if you don't assume the responsibility for what you have been doing wrong, then next time this is going to happen again, and probably then you won't have the luck. To, to clean it up and then you're going to be a lot more frustrated. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's why I wanted to, wanted you to tell that story because it, it brings it all back to, to adventure sports where we are overcoming uh, things. We are overcoming our own uh, emotional or, or, or psychological struggles by being a part of a team. You, you learned from it from that experience. And that, like we said, can take you, can do a lot for you in business and in your personal life. And I like to, I like to reiterate that because adventure sports are not just about people going out and doing fun activities. They're about learning and experiencing and growing. And when you, you, you tell a story about being on a team, uh, I think that's great because Life is about being on teams. We have teams as family. We have teams as coworkers. And to be able to uh, go through some of those issues uh, that you went through and learn from them is it's an amazing experience. And I think that everybody should partake in it. Yeah, I think I think adventure sports is kind of um, a a a pill that or a capsule that uh, accelerates learning uh, le different learning processes i think it's sometimes it takes a year if you're if you're working in, in in an office sometimes it will take you a year to learn something that in an adventure activity you can learn a little bit faster so i think it's a really great tool for for life to to learn about it and and also i think that uh, you as part of the team um as one of my 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 teammates will say 
uh, which I, I I I always repeat his his words is that you can see um, the essence of the of, of your teammate uh, during an adventure an adventure race because uh, you cannot hide. You cannot, you cannot hide, you cannot smile if you are completely wasted and you cannot walk anymore. That's you. <laughs> it's, it's like a drop of sweat. It's very transparent and very clear. And you know what that person is at that point. Yeah, you really find out who you are and you find out who others are when it, when it comes down to that. That's a good point. So take some time and... Paint our listeners the picture of Ecuador. Um, many people, uh, of course, know of Ecuador, know of the Galapagos Islands. Um, I want to make our listeners understand what it is that they would experience and see if they traveled to Ecuador to take part in some of their favorite adventure sports. Um, Ecuador is its a really a small country and and that's but it's it's amazing how in in such a small in a small uh, place you can find several different uh, types of of geography now i want to paint uh, i want to say real quick for people to put it in perspective uh ecuador is about the size of if you take the united states if you take colorado and connecticut and put them together that would be about the, the size of ecuador itself just to kind of paint that picture oh okay i i have the comparison with canada with canada like ecuador is two percent two percent the size of canada <laughs> there you go <laughs> or 30 percent the size of of british columbia perfect but it's 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 quite small but you can summit a six thousand meter peaks and go and be back in the metropolitan city like in the capital city for dinner a from Quito, you are four hours away from the beach, four hours away from the the Amazon, uh, two hours away from 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 uh, the best mountains uh, that you can have for mountaineering. All, all of them above five meter, five thousand meters that I, that I was telling you before. Uh, you have all these rivers. You can do uh, sea kayaking among the the mangroves. We have the biggest mangroves of the highest mangroves in the world, Neat. which are like 60, 60 meters uh, high. Um, we we also um, have the Galapagos Islands, where where we need to be improving our uh, accessibility for adventure activities. Uh, I think Galapagos has to offer a lot for this. And it's very, we, we, it, we don't have that, that many, that many, that many uh, offer, offerings around the, uh, the adventure industry in Galapagos. And that's, that's a, that's, a paradise. That's a really, really neat place to to be. So that's something we're working on right now, especially among uh, water activities in Galapagos Islands. Yeah, that surprises me. I would have thought the scuba diving industry would be booming down there around the Galapagos, but you're 
you're saying it's just the 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 infrastructure for the the industry to support it is not not quite built up yet, but that's a real goal of yours. Well, the scuba diving industry in Galapagos, it's the better, the best. It's well set. Uh, but right. for example, uh, kayaking or uh, kite surf or surfing, or uh, we need to do a lot more for that. Okay, yeah. I understand. Uh, yeah, the geography of Ecuador provides uh, in this small area greatest setups for 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 different adventure sports. Uh, I was I was saying before mountaineering, uh, rock climbing, uh, a lot of hiking and trail running, uh, white water paddling, surfing, and uh, right now we also have. Uh, good teams and good and good athletes that have been uh, giving us a lot of uh, name around the world. We have Ecuadorian figures that have done a lot. For example, Carl Haynes, uh, which had the speed climbing record for on, on Kilimanjaro and Aconcagua. Uh, there's a team called Somos Ecuador, which is an alpine climbing team, um, and they have been nominated as as a Violet Dior Prize for the new route that they have opened in in China. Uh, we have a couple more: uh, Gonzalo Calisto, Galo Tamayo, Margarita Cardoso. They are uh, the best Latin American contestant in the ultra uh, trail running in Mont Blanc, and some other, some mountain biking and a female climber in South America that has. Uh, being one of the few to climb above 5.13 uh, on rock climbing. So uh, I think the adventure is growing. Uh, we haven't had these figures before. Now we we have more and more of this type of of re representatives of Ecuador in, in around the world. So I think that will give us a little bit more of a name so that other people around the world can can get to know Ecuador as a adventure destiny and, and come. Well, that's great. It sounds wonderful, and I think I'll put it on my bucket list of places to visit. I have a, a neighbor lives across the street from me from Ecuador, and he speaks very highly of it. He loves his country, and uh, he's always telling me good stories about Ecuador and how beautiful it is. So I'd like to come visit one of these days myself. Yes, I'll be more than welcome to to show you around. Just let me know, and so I can I can take a couple of days off to show. Oh, great! We'll look you up. I will I will take you up on that. Hey, all you mountain biking enthusiasts out there, come be a part of the 2015 Cycle Fest Colorado on May 16th. The Cycle Fest is a day of festivities supporting the Colorado High School Cycling League. All of the proceeds go to support cross-country mountain biking in Colorado and Wyoming. Special guest Sonia Looney will be there leading an afternoon ride for students and also speaking as a special guest at dinner that night. The dinner is at the American Mountaineering Center in Golden, Colorado, once again, May 16th. You can buy tickets at www.coloradomtb.org. That is Colorado, M as in mountain, T as in trail, B as in bike.org. Come be a part of the fun. Don't forget to go to adventuresportspodcast.com and look for that click to call button on the left-hand side of the screen. 
Click that, you punch your number in, and you'll be automatically connected with our voicemail service, which will allow you to leave a message and tell us about your awesome story about your amazing adventure. We want to hear your stories. Give us a call, guys. Thanks. So I know your answer already, but what is the best season to come to Ecuador? (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy answer. (laughs) You know what? I I was with with one of uh, Thompson Rivers University professors. He came for for they they organized an expedition. They organize expeditions for their students every year. Okay. So they came to an expedition, a whitewater expedition around uh, the Amazon in, in the jungle, the Ecuadorian jungle and rainforest. And every time he was asking, we worked together a couple of days showing him around and the, the lagoons and the uh, high mountains. And we, we, we were talking about everything that we could do here in Ecuador. And every time he, he will ask me, and do you have this weather all year long? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, we do have the same weather all year long. That's and then great. That's nice and this does never change. Like this is how uh, every, every uh, you, you can you can receive people here every day, all year long. You don't have you don't have to 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 plan anything. You don't have to plan to be a guide for a couple of months and then wait until the next season right. where you can be again a guide, right? And so he was so impressed. And of course, for us in Ecuador, it's so natural that you can come all year long because all year long we have the best weather that I think we don't appreciate that. I think we should go out, see how hard it is to to plan and to manage this uh, season, different seasons, and, and and different activities that you have to do in the different seasons, and and just uh, a lot of businesses just have to shut down for a bunch of months. Absolutely, and stop and stop receiving income, and stop just working and find another activity so that you can uh, manage your economy. Right here in Ecuador, I think we're very lucky. I'm not sure if all of us appreciate that. But yes, answering to your question, you can come any day a year. See, I knew you would say that, but that's good. I think that you're probably going to intrigue a lot of the the guides that listen to the Adventure Sports Podcast because you're living in Colorado we have our rafting season and it only consists of a few months, you know, and the rivers obviously die down and then we have our winter sports season, but everybody that guides and partakes in those sports, it's very seasonal, like you said. Um, but if you make your living, uh, by being a guide and in an adventure sport that Ecuador has to offer, then the idea of being right on the equator and having that weather year round and never having to stop if you don't want to uh, year round, uh, it's got to be an amazing opportunity for people that want to do that. Yeah, it is. And we were talking the other day with a mountain biking mountain biking guide who who was saying on a, on on low season I work four times a week. On high season I work seven days a week. Wow. 
that's that's his life all year long. So, that's great. So it's there if you want to take it. Exactly. Um, so something that I, I I wanted to to compromise your 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 you and as a as a as a person and probably your your program is um, we have this presidential mandate, right? That we we have to be be working on. We are working on that. We we are um, designing uh, routes uh, so that we we can say we can offer these routes nationally and internationally, uh, different routes, different activities, and and we are doing this with a couple of of people that are uh, have been doing this. For years, they they even were the ones that designed the world championship race last year. Okay, but uh, we are in the in in this first phase of designing things, of getting to know uh, how we are going to go out there and how we are going to be promoting this. So the, the what I wanted to ask you and in, in, in the program and, and all the listeners is, um, please help us uh, make this 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 mandate years and and help us saying look uh, i think you can open this route or i think uh, this would be a product that everybody everywhere will like to go uh, and buy that from ecuador and uh, so we're gonna we we have we're gonna open a kind of a blog in in the twitter and a facebook page and all that so that people can start uh, throwing some ideas, and I think that we can do a brainstorming among all these uh, people that live this passion and design something for the world, designed by citizens of the world, instead of just being Ecuadorians who design something for the world. So uh, I don't know, we, we, we could be kind of in touch a little bit more than uh, than just this uh, interview, so sure. we can we you uh, we can receive your help and and say look this is something that we could do or probably we can do a contest and among all the adventurers that are listening right now uh, say okay uh, we can give a Galapagos Island cruise eight day tour for the person that gives us the best idea or how to sell a, a route in Ecuador. Uh, or probably they can come and make it happen and then say, look, I did this. So you guys should put this in, the, in your webpage because this is something that, uh, that I did it. So a lot, lots of people all over the world can, can come and do it the same way. Yeah, but, you absolutely. Know, like different, different ideas from different people and, and build a community around this so that we can we can design the product together instead of just being uh, the ministry of, of sports that a lot of us in here, inside the office, don't know exactly what you guys want out there. Right. Well, it's a way to crowdsource the ideas. You know, we get the word out on the podcast and you guys have the website and the Facebook pages and whatnot to for people to go visit and interact and they can bring plenty of ideas back to you. I think it's a great idea and certainly we would look and hope to have those people back on the podcast to share their experiences, you know, as they came down to Ecuador and tried out some things down there to come back and have them uh, tell all of our listeners 
about their wonderful experience in Ecuador. I think it's a great idea. Great. Yeah, so we will uh, keep in touch. I will give you um, my, my email um, and all, all, the, all the information that we could that you could probably send to your to your audience and we can start something from there. Sure. So where can they start now if they're listening to this podcast? What websites would they want to pull up? Can they visit a Facebook page that you have? I think you guys are developing a website as well to start with. Yeah, Facebook page is called Ultimate Adventure Sports. And then you have the website, ultimateadventuresports.com, correct? Yes, exactly. And then we can start everything from there. Well, great. Um, how about projects that, that you have in the works? I hear you're uh, a fan of nature and adventure photography. Yes. Uh, I, I, I have, every time that I go out there, I take pictures. So when I was... When I turned uh, 30 years old, so that was seven years ago, uh, I, 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 I did a, produced a, a book called My, My Country Amazes Me. And uh, yeah, you, can, you, can see, you can see it if you want. It's on, on, online, but it's in Spanish. Well, the title is, uh, the webpage is in Spanish, but the, 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 the whatever is it written inside is is in Spanish and English. Oh, okay. So, and it's called Mi País Me Asombra in, in Spanish. But yeah, so uh, I am I am a fan of Ecuador. I, I think I sometimes uh, people make fun of me because I love to wear the the flag colors and I and I love the flag colors to be everywhere. And people say, oh my god, that's a kind of cheesy sometimes for them but i don't know that's pride <laughs> that's a good thing yeah so, <laughs> so yeah so i did that, that that book and i was uh, i wrote a couple of things about every region every ecuadorian region so making a difference between what means to me uh, the coast or the amazon the, uh, or the andean part of, or the islands so like the, both those four are the are the ecuadorian regions and in each of one has has its own magic. Each of one has uh, something that makes it very very special. So that's that's what I wrote there. Well, that would be a good place for people to start to learn more about your country and about the uh, the various uh, uh, geographical layout and conditions of it. I think uh, I think we should point people to that book to go take a peek at it. Mm, yes, yes. I I don't think they are wonderful pictures, but I. Uh, probably more than the artistical part is the is what it shows, you know what 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 you can see there. Right. That's that's what it it's important to me at least. Okay. Well, I will I'll go check it out myself. How, in your words, does adventure sports in Ecuador benefit society and our world as a whole? When I was thinking about. Uh, if it could be an option for me to to be uh, at the at the at the Ministry of Sports, uh, one of one of a good friend of mine asked me. Uh, he was asking me, "What does what does really motivate you? Uh, what will be what is the motivation that 
it's going to bring you to take a decision. So at, at the end, uh, the decision that I made around accepting this, this, this responsibility uh, was based on all the benefits that sports bring to society, uh, not like physical activity brings to society. Uh, so I think, uh, as a as a as a as a person, as a as an athlete, as a public figure right now, that um, not adventure sports, but every sport, every physical activity brings a lot of benefits for for the community. Benefits a lot among. Um, important values, important family values, important professional values, uh, brings benefits among health and among uh, friendship, among pers persistence, uh, compromise, team building. So not only adventure sports, but every, every physical activity brings a, a really good impact for 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 society in general so that's that's what i think we're working for we are working for a society that can receive these kind of values through a physical activity very good and it builds that sense of community as well exactly okay and to wrap it up we like to leave our listeners with a funny story to put a smile on their face do you have a funny story about being out on an adventure i have a, i think there's a lot of funny stories around the adventure uh, world right but i but i think about funny stories around the adventure world that that are funny for for people that do not do adventure activities. <laughs> people that do adventure activities, the funny stories are not that funny because everybody is on the same page, right? So I'm, I'm probably I'm going to tell you uh, something that happened to me recently. Uh, we, we, had a, we had this, this huge workshop uh, in which we were doing our strategic planning for, for the ministry and for the the sports sector in, in Ecuador. So it was, it was a really, really important meeting. We have been planning this for days and days, a, a lot of nights uh, included, and in, we were kind of in tired, and but really excited to start this day. So I was walking towards the auditory where we were going to, to do this, and one of my colleagues, which is also a friend of mine from years, and she's also an, an, an athlete, uh, began telling me about this, these things that they have been doing with, with a couple of other colleagues uh, while I was not there. A couple of things that are not, that, that could be uh, criticized and, 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 uh, and that, that probably I, I wouldn't have that I wouldn't accept them to do, but not as bad. So a couple of things that just things that happen right, in, right. The, in the workplace, right? So she was talking uh, about that, and I was just thinking on the strategic planning workshop and not putting that much attention. And then I was realizing, oh my God, she's saying this to me. And as soon as I began thinking on that, she said, 
But can you please don't tell the minister that we that we did that yesterday? <laughs> and she didn't realize you're the minister. She was talking to the the person that you didn't want to tell. <laughs> she was talking to the friend that she had known for years. She was not talking to the colleague or to the or to the or to the boss. Right. right? So it was so funny, so funny that I could not say anything. I just laughed and I said to myself, well, I need to, to learn how to, to manage this world, right? I have, I have this, uh, uh, this position where, where, where it's, it's hard to, 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 to deal with colleagues, with friends, with people that I don't know, with people that I don't know. It's, it's like, Gambling, I don't know how, how you say. It. No, juggling. Like juggling. juggling. Yeah, right. With different areas in life, and and it's fun. It's fun. I like it. That's great. Good story. I love it. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other uh, parting words that you want our listeners to hear about yourself or Ecuador before we wrap it up? Uh, come visit Ecuador. It's a beautiful country. I think. All of us that love adventure love Ecuador. All of you that love adventure will love to come here. So I'll, we'll be here waiting for you. Just come and knock at the door and we'll be very glad to hear somebody knocking in the door saying, we heard the, the, the podcast and that's why you were here. And, and so I'll be jumping around and telling uh, that person and, and joining that person and showing them around. So come, you're going to be welcome and well-treated and you're going to love it. Well, great. I think you did a, a great job in, uh, in making me feel like I want to come visit Ecuador myself. And I assume I can speak for the other listeners as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for everything. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Would you like to be a guest on our show? Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click contact us. And don't forget to find the click to call button on the Adventure Sports Podcast website and tell us your awesome story about your amazing adventure. And don't worry, the voicemail is fully automated. You won't be talking to any humans.